This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's next? This is a question we're all having to ask and answer more frequently. I'm Jenny Blake, your host of the Pivot Podcast and author of Pivot, The Only Move That Matters is Your Next One. For show notes from this episode, visit pivotmethod.com slash podcast. If change is the only constant, then let's get better at it. Here we go. Is it too late to say Happy New Year? Larry David, one of my favorite curmudgeons, would say, yes, I have surpassed the New Year's Statue of Limitations. Happy New Year! Eh, it's a little late, frankly, for the Happy New Year's, you know? Why? Just happened a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, that's too long. Uh, Statue of Limitations is kind of run out on the New Year's. Three days. Plenty. Three days! In any case, while the New Year, New You energy is still fresh, I invite you to conduct a calendar audit. What are your shiny shoulds, the coulds, and the so goods? In today's episode, I'm sharing a crossover from the free time podcast and book about one of the most popular topics that readers and interviewers ask me about the most. It's from a little sidebar in free time called Sailing the Sea of Shiny Shoulds. This also relates to one of the pivot paradox sidebars that I share in the pilot stage of the pivot book, The Fauxspiration Faux. Here's a little clip from that section. Got a tornado of great ideas and good intentions swirling around in your mind, but having a little trouble translating them to the real world? You might be afflicted with faux-spiration if you read dozens of articles and blog posts to get inspired, but feel too drained or discouraged to take action afterward. You read dozens of books and listen to podcasts to learn your craft without actually practicing the craft. You browse the websites of people you admire to figure out how to do what they're doing, only to be accosted by the comparison monster who tells you that you're an unoriginal hack and everything worth doing has already been done. Maybe you get stuck in analysis paralysis in the name of research or draft mode, which might just be the big bad wolves of procrastination or fear in sheep's clothing. Is this you? If so, it's okay. Impactors all fall into this trap from time to time because it comes from a good place. The part of us hungry to learn, grow, share, and make a difference. The part of us that thrives on human interaction and community and wants to live vicariously at times through others' creativity and courage. It also originates from the part of us tempted to seek endless information to avoid the sting of regret that might come from making a wrong move. But piloting is not reading, thinking, curating, organizing, outlining, filing, shuffling, emailing, hoping, texting, making coffee, drinking coffee, or drinking another cup of coffee. Some of these may very well be part of the creative process, but they do not count for output. Back to today's episode and the intro to this crossover. So often, sailing the sea of shiny shoulds, and you'll learn more about what I mean when I say that in a moment, gets in the way of producing our best work. Because the shoulds pile up, 
We get so distracted, overwhelmed, and burnt out by doing too much, especially doing things that grate against our core personality and strengths, that it creates all this fuzz, and it leads to a sense of feeling increasingly uninspired and overwhelmed and doing too much, but not really doing any of it all that well. If you haven't already, I encourage you to listen to the previous episode, 305 with Luke Burgess. We talk about his book, Wanting, and what an impact it had on me. Sometimes, as Luke says, wanting and mimetic desire is like gravity to our psychology. It just is. We are going to see what other people are doing. We are going to have a sense of what everyone else is doing to succeed. And yet, when we take on other people's desires, other people's activities as our own, it's not always what's in our best interest. So I loved that conversation with him for understanding how to recognize when you're unconsciously following mimetic desires just because you see something in other people versus checking in with yourself to what he calls your thick desires. What are truly aligned with your soul's path or calling or what's calling you forward in your life right now in this moment? You might also appreciate the New Year's episode kickoff with Adrian Klapak because we talk about how this time of year can get so overwhelming with the goals and the planning and the strategy. And in my case, I was sick. I tested negative for COVID, but had really nasty symptoms, was laid out flat on New Year's Eve. (laughs) So I don't know what that says about starting 2023, other than whatever plans I had, whatever energy I thought I'd be coming into the new year with, it was all about resting and staying healthy. My word of the year is thrive, because I do want to focus on health and That means eliminating a lot of stuff that might take away from thriving and doing less, as I share in a recent free time episode. You can check that out at pod.link slash free time. Doing less and saying no, saying no even when it's hard. Those were the first two solo episodes that I did of 2023 in the spirit of helping all of us set even more of our time free. Last thing before we dive in, if you are self-employed, if you're running your own business and you want extra support, accountability, encouragement, ideas, recommendations, feedback, I would love for you to join us in the BFF community. This is the perfect time to dive in. It is such a wonderful group of people. We do a monthly Q&A call with me. We then do a live Brilliance Barter round of hot seats the following week where you can get feedback on a new project you're considering, or a challenge that you're stuck on. We have a private community forum where we discuss all kinds of things, exchange ideas and feedback, and a private podcast feed where you get bonus episodes and access to bonus BFF courses. Anybody who joins within the next month will also get access to our special free time workshop. Big thanks to Stephanie Houston for helping set this up on trademarking and IP. She's bringing in her heart-based business attorney to help us all better understand this space and how to do it in a way that's cost-effective and still important for our business. To learn more and join us, visit itsfreetime.com BFF and enter promo code podcast for a discount on your first month. That's itsfreetime.com BFF. And now, without further ado, let's get into this crossover episode, Stop Sailing the Sea of Shiny Shoulds. By a landslide, one of the most resonant ideas from the free time book comes from a small little sidebar called Stop Sailing the Sea of Shiny Shoulds. 
for some reason, this phrase, when I say it, people stop in their tracks and they go, wait, can you say that again? Stop sailing the sea of shiny shoulds. Whether I'm in a podcast interview, whether I'm on stage, even I bring this up at a keynote, people seem to grasp onto this. And it's part of the reason that at the end of every single chapter in free time, I write you a permission slip. I also write you one in every single edition of the weekly Time Well Spent newsletter. Permission to stop sailing the sea of shiny shoulds. This episode is going to be a shorter one. I want to read you that section of the book just so you hear me again, even if you've already read it. Think about it in the context of this year ahead, and then I'll give you one of my favorite reflection exercises for how to get clear on what your shiny shoulds are and what you could be doing instead. From the book, Stop Sailing the Sea of Shiny Shoulds. Who benefits from getting you addicted to your phone, to your inboxes, your notifications, to your social media accounts? Unless you're someone who is energized by these aforementioned activities, you are a pawn in somebody else's growth-at-all-costs game. Frittering your attention away does not benefit you, but it very well may benefit the platforms you're spending it on. As the saying goes, if you aren't paying for the product, you are the product. With all the noise online, it's easy to get lost sailing the sea of shiny shoulds. Some shoulds are an obvious yes or no. Shiny shoulds tempt you. Deep down, you know you don't want to pursue them, but you feel lingering pressure and obligation. They're shiny because everyone else is doing it, even succeeding with them. Social media is just one example of a business should. Do you enjoy posting for the sake of posting, interacting, and replying? If yes, post away! If not, you have two choices. One, quit completely, no regrets. Why post? Why do anything at all if you don't enjoy it? How could the ends justify the means in terms of fractured attention and diminished energy? Why participate in a system that doesn't support you? Or number two, design this as another business system with a regular process-based cadence. No, you don't love it, and you know you don't love it, but you cultivate it all the same, just as you would keep up with monthly bookkeeping or quarterly tax preparation. Now, I tried outsourcing the task of social media to software and to team members. Ultimately, it didn't resonate for me. It graded against my value of integrity to have other people posting for me or scheduling tweet bots. I was also contributing a little bit to a tragedy of the commons in that I had stopped reading the main feeds of what everyone else was up to. So my post became about me, 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 and if I, Jenny, didn't have the desire or bandwidth to reply to messages, I was just another person on a soapbox shouting into the ether. Now, this is back to real-time Jenny. You may know, if you followed the book launch closely, that I had a delightfully tiny team spearheaded by Stephanie Houston, a founding member of the BFF community, who did help with social media during this very book launch. This was a big experiment because being the cranky curmudgeon that I am, knowing that it's a shiny shit for me and it's not even that shiny anymore because <laughs> I usually feel worse when I put down my phone after engaging with too much social media, I did decide that I wanted to try it out to have their help with the launch, mostly because they were so excited and enthusiastic. Stephanie and her team created a game plan and I made sure I didn't want them posting as me. They were always posting as themselves. 
but they created a ton of buzz and excitement and joy and momentum. The number one word that we used to guide the book launch and all related activities was fun. So if there was an aspect of the socials that they didn't find fun, they didn't do it. Every post that they shared was meant to be fun. Now, it did push me to an edge of a comfort zone because I wasn't really keeping up with it all. I still wasn't very involved. And I was a little nervous about what would they be posting. I did start getting texts and more activity coming my way from people seeing. But that's also part of the goal of a launch is creating visibility. This was an experiment that I did that was a once in six years of launching a book experiment. And I think what was helpful, what helped to be successful was A, orienting around this phrase fun, B, engaging with a delightfully tiny team that's Stephanie Houston and co. I'll put the link to her site in the show notes. And knowing that it had a fixed start and end date. In a way, you could say that that's a hybrid. So I just read you from the book itself that you could stop doing the shiny shoulds altogether. You could operationalize them. And maybe option number three is have a short-term window where you're going to try and experiment with a clear start and end date. And then you can clearly measure, not just did this improve book sales, did it grow important metrics in your business, but also measuring the impact on your well-being as a business owner. Does it contribute or does it take away? We'll be right back just after this. Shiny shoulds do not just relate to social media. We all know the phrase, stop shooting all over yourself. I think it's a good one. When I worked within corporate, I became a people manager very early in my career at 24 years old. And I quickly realized I don't love this. <laughs> I feel bad even saying it. To this day, I feel like I should enjoy managing people. I found it quite stressful. I really appreciated what Josh Kaufman shared on this podcast. He was in the very first 10 episodes or so, he shared that because he's sensitive and introverted, he felt like he cared so much about his team and how things were going that it was hard for him to grow a big team. And so he purposefully emphasizes building smarter systems and scales back. And just Josh telling me that has given me so much permission to admit where my energy comes from and what my strengths are and what they aren't. When I worked in corporate, I felt like you should want to be a people manager. You should enjoy it. I felt that if I didn't enjoy it, it was because I had a development area that I clearly needed to get better at. I just simply wasn't skilled enough. I didn't have enough courage to have the hard conversations. And this is all still probably true to this day. But it was something that went so against my natural interests and abilities that it's one of those things where do you double down on try to improve your weaknesses or do you just at some point say, okay, I know myself and I know what's going to help me thrive. The stress and added responsibility of being a people manager within a big company honestly was too much for me. I reached a point where I was in so many strategy meetings and just management mishigas that I was thinking of quitting. Because I was able to pivot internally, that's when I did join the career development team. The newly formed didn't exist when I joined the company. And that's when I did create this global drop-in coaching program that I'm so proud of to this day as an individual contributor. The one time I was featured in the New York Times was for this career advice column. And I was so happy to see the headline. The headline of the column was climbing down the corporate ladder. 
And I just thought to myself, yes, if there is something that I could be known for in this publication that I've been reading for two decades now at Faithfully every morning, it would be this. It would be climbing down the corporate ladder, adjusting, shifting, not feeling like you have to keep climbing, climbing, climbing up and to the right, bigger and better. And if you run your own business, always earning more, growing the team, scaling the business. What if you didn't do those things? What if those are shiny shoulds? What could it look like to scale in a different way? The exercise that I encourage you to try around this is to create a piece of paper, or you could do this in a digital notebook as well, somewhere where you have access while you're on the go, and be an observer over the next few weeks of your overall activities, projects, meetings on your calendar. What do you find most draining? What's neutral? And what is most energizing? You could also do this within how you serve your clients. And I've done this exercise with friends, clients, masterminds, peers. What are your shiny shoulds? What are your coulds? And what are your so goods? Now, the names are a little funny because I'm trying to rhyme. Shiny shoulds are things you're currently doing for clients that you feel like you should do, but that don't actually bring you joy. They drain your energy. So those could go in the draining column. Could do are what you could do for your clients. Maybe if the price was right, if the structure was right, if the conditions were just so. But it's still a could. It's not an enthusiastic so good. That third column is what is the work that you do with your clients or within the packages that you sell that is so good, that you love, that completely energizes you and fills you up. I firmly believe that we all benefit when we operate out of that third zone, that zone of genius, as Gay Hendricks calls it. If you've read The Big Leap, you know that he describes a zone of incompetence, a zone of competence, a zone of excellence, which is kind of a danger zone because that's where we find ceilings for ourselves and kind of a little bit of mediocrity creeping in. But the zone of genius is where you are uniquely serving your clients, your community, the world where you are operating at your highest and best. Do an audit. Do an audit of your calendar. Do an audit of your projects. Again, at a high level, it's just what do you find draining? What do you find neutral? What do you find most energizing? But even within what you find energizing, for example, I've shared in recent episodes about keynote speaking. I love keynote speaking. But even within that part of my business, I could then do the second part of the exercise and look at shiny shoulds, coulds, and so goods. For example, a shiny should as it relates to keynote speaking is I should go to the networking mixer that the event organizer invites me to the day prior. But that's a shiny should because I feel a little obligated. I should go. But in my heart of hearts, I know that I And the event and my performance will be much better served by a quiet night in where I go to bed at my grandma bedtime. A could do is I could have breakfast with the organizer or could have lunch on the day of the event. But in actuality, so good would be that I do that the day prior so that on the day of I can completely get in my zone, get in my little bubble. So the so good, as I shared two episodes ago, so good would be that I attend starting in the morning, I get to sit in the room at the back of the room and listen and immerse myself in everything that the organization is discussing, 
before I go on stage. So I feel warmed up, ready to go, and I have an extra edge of being able to pull their own language and examples from earlier in the day. So you just heard me do a breakdown of even within a super energizing macro-level activity or revenue stream in the business, how can I still segment into the shiny shoulds, coulds, and so goods of that area to refine it even more and therefore perform at an even higher, more strategic, more creative, more energetic level. You know, you know what I'm going to say. I would love to hear from you. I would love to know what are your shiny shoulds? What shiny shoulds are you going to say no to in the year ahead that even as shiny as they seem, you actually want to stop doing? I would love for you to share with fellow free timers. You can always do that by leaving a voice memo at itsfreetime.com slash ask. And if you want extra accountability and support and feedback and ideas from fellow heart-based business owners who are all working through these big questions together to find what resonates and what really serves us best, I would love for you to join us in the BFF community. You can learn more and enroll at itsfreetime.com slash BFF. Use promo code podcast for 50% off your first month. That's itsfreetime.com slash BFF. Promo code podcast for 50% off your first month. I would love to see you in there. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a beautiful rest of your day, and you hereby have permission to drop all those shiny shoulds. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Pivot Podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips and templates by signing up for Pivot List a curated twice-monthly newsletter where I share the inside scoop on what I'm reading, watching, listening to, and the latest tools I'm geeking out on. Sign up at pivotmethod.com slash pivotlist. Get show notes from this episode at pivotmethod.com slash podcast. And connect with me on Twitter at Jenny underscore Blake. Remember, build first, then your courage will follow. Hasn't it always 